Welcome to the Sports Illustrated Tennis Podcast. My name is Courtney Nguyen. I'm a freelance contributor to SI Tennis. And uh, we are lucky enough this week to have with us uh, French Open champion and current coach of uh, Kaney Shikori, Michael Chang. So hello, Michael. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Of course, of course. So we were just talking before we uh, before we started the podcast that uh, you're actually uh, stateside, and as everyone knows, currently uh, part of the the Kaney Shikori team. But you're you're going to be missing Wimbledon this year. Yes, I will be missing Wimbledon this year. Um, my wife is uh, is eight months pregnant right now, so uh, a little bit of higher priorities uh, taking place at home. Um, but I am uh, uh, talking with Kay uh, pretty regularly on um, on his matches, and uh, actually, I just got back from Halle. Uh, a couple of days ago, was helping him out over there for a few days, and uh, um, yeah, so uh, we'll catch up with him, uh, you know, again uh, in the summer, um, you know, when the Emirates Airline uh, U.S. Open Series tournament start. And speaking of of which, obviously, you're you're back in the mix with uh, with coaching. You're one of the big, you know, former champions. That's part of this whole slew of coaches uh, coaching top players. And I'm very curious, you know, what brought you back into it? Because it seemed like from the outside perspective, that, uh, you know, you, you, you were married, you had kids. What what put you back on the tour? What drew you back into it? Yeah, I mean, I to be honest with you, I mean, I was not seeking a coaching position. Um, I had actually played Kay um, in an exhibition uh, in 2011 uh, in Tokyo, actually. Um, so that was actually the first time that I got a chance to, to meet him as well as, um, you know, get a chance to... Uh, uh, play against him, and uh, you know, so I got a feel for his game a little bit, and uh, you know, I told him that, um, hey, you know, if there's anything that I can do to uh, to encourage you along, you know, please let me know. Um, and I think my gesture was really just to try to help, uh, you know, a young Asian player um, who was, you know, starting to play well on tour. And you know, as you know, the the Asian women have done very, very well on tour, but there have been very few Asian men that have done very well. So. Um, you know, so when he asked me to uh, to possibly work with him um, at, at the U.S. Open in 2013, you know, we started to ponder that idea and talk it over. Um, you know, I felt like, hey, this is kind of a unique situation. Uh, you know, it's an opportunity to to help a young, talented, uh, you know, Asian player, and uh, he's been struggling now to uh, to break through to the next level. And um, you know, it might be a, a great way to uh, you know make a difference. And uh, you know. And, um, you know, here we are now having worked together for, uh, for about a year and a half and, uh, it's been, uh, it's been rewarding, uh, to see him continuing to improve, had some great success and, um, you know, now, uh, now being, uh, you know, ranked five in the world. So, um, uh, it's been, um, yeah, it's been a, it's been a fun to be a part of that process. So how much of the kind of Asian aspect of, you know, Kay's career comes up, I suppose, in the discussions that you have with him? Obviously, so much of it is forehands and backhands and tactics and things like that. But as you were mentioning, you know, you were hoping to bring maybe some experience and some, uh, you know, knowledge to kind of how he has to go about his business. I mean, is it something you guys talk about a lot? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, certainly different aspects. Um, I think the, the one good thing is that, uh, you know, we are a little bit similar in stature. Kay's obviously a little bit uh, taller than I am, but uh, our styles of tennis are, are similar. Um, so that certainly makes it a lot easier to, uh, you know, to communicate, uh, um, you know, just knowing that, uh, we, we have a similar mentality. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, if he was, you know, say somebody like uh, John Isner, for example, who served in 
volleyed everything, I think it would certainly be a little bit more difficult for me to <laughs> help him along. But, uh, you know, in this particular situation, um, you know, it's, uh, it's actually been, been pretty, you know, pretty natural and pretty easy. So, uh, you know, his movement obviously is, is one of his, his bigger weapons. He's very solid off the ground. So, you know, just taking the time to help him to understand, uh, you know, how he's able to use his strengths to, uh, you know, to get around the court and to beat opponents, uh, you know, is pretty second nature for me. Um, and, uh, uh, I think it's easier for him to, to understand as well, knowing that, um, you know, knowing that I've, I've been where he's trying to get, um, and, uh, you know, he's, he's able to trust the information that I, that I give him. And obviously with different changes that we've made, you know, tactically and, and, um, you know, in his game, uh, you know, he's able to see those results translate on the tennis court. I mean, you know, he's only going to gain confidence from there. How much of it has been trying to get him on board with the increased aggression? Because that's something that obviously I've, I've definitely noticed within his game over the course of the last, you know, 16 months or so is just his willingness to recognize a short ball, get in, you know, kill off points not get stuck in these protracted rallies where he's relying on his speed and defense. Is that something that you think you, you kind of helped, uh, you know, give him confidence to do? Yeah. I mean, in the beginning, it, um, I think in the beginning when we were starting to make some different, uh, changes to his game, I mean, um, honestly, I think he was quite a bit overwhelmed. Um, you know, he was telling me in the beginning, he's like, well, we're making all of these so many changes and stuff. And, uh, you know, it was during the off season, so there wasn't like, you know, he could try him out in, in matches and stuff. So I think he was a little bit, um, <clears throat> excuse me, he was a little bit overwhelmed at the beginning. But, you know, now, like I said, as he's translated those things into matches, um, and he sees that, that, um, this is really the way that, that he needs to play, uh, it's been easy for him to make that transition. Very cool. Um, you were discussing before, you know, about Asian tennis and the fact that, you know, while, you know, with Li Na and some of the, the Chinese players and Japanese players that we've seen kind of, you know, get into the top 40, top 30 win majors, uh, we haven't seen that sort of level of success on the men's side. And I'm curious to just get your sense as to as to why exactly that is. Is it is it a stature? Is it an issue of physicality? Is it is it mental? Um, I've heard so many different theories uh, about it, but I'm curious as to your take. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, um, <clears throat> I mean, it's a little bit difficult to, to say, to pinpoint. Um, I will say without question, it is, you know, to break through on the men's side is, is much more difficult. Um, there's a lot more factors, I think, to, to deal with. Um, you know, I think with all of the, you know, the pace and the spin and, and, uh, you know, the coaching, I think, is also, uh, you know, a little bit tough to come by, especially in, in a place maybe like China, for example, uh, if you look at the successful women that have done well, they've all done it with, uh, with foreign coaches. So, you know, that just makes it a little bit more difficult in that, that whole entire process. So, you know, that being said, um, you know, the Asians have done very, very well in other racket sports. So hopefully it's just a matter of time before, you know, before tennis, um, you know, kind of becomes one of uh one of those sports where they continue to to you know to do well and and are out there not just playing out on tour but uh but doing very well too but uh you know like you said it's it's been tough it's been it's been a tough transition to uh 
to get from playing, you know, the lower level tournaments to all of a sudden playing in the upper tournaments, bigger tournaments and, and, um, you know, playing in like, you know, grand slams like the U.S. Open and, and some, and the U.S. Open series tournaments. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's just not that easy for, for the men and, and, uh, it just hasn't been, been, uh, um, it's just taken a lot more time. Have you been disappointed at all? I mean, given just what you did for Asian American tennis specifically, that in your wake, we, we haven't seen more Asian Americans playing the sport, you know, getting into, you know, the upper echelons of the ATP or, or did you, when you were going through it all kind of think, well, you know, it, it, it may not happen. Maybe I'm the anomaly um, as opposed to the beginning of a trend. I mean, yeah. I mean, when I was out there playing in the junior tour, I mean, there were only a handful of Asian players. Um, you know, now if you look at the, uh, the draw sheets for, you know, many of the junior tournaments now in the United States, I mean, a good percentage of them are, are Asian. So, you know, that for, for me is very encouraging to be able to see. And, and uh, now you look at some of the young, you know, players that are coming up, um, especially on the women's side, uh, there's a lot of talented, uh, you know, young Asian Americans coming out. So, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully seeing all of that and, and being a part of that and, and influencing in certain ways, um, you know, hopefully it's, it has made a difference. Turning out to, to grass court tennis, and uh, you said you're going to be skipping it, but how much of, of the game has changed on grass? I think Andy Roddick and Marty Fish were saying earlier this week on another call that, you know, yeah, the, the surface has changed. It's, it's a completely different game um, now on grass than it was back when they were playing and surely back when you were playing. So, I mean, what, what have you seen as being the major changes um, with respect to that surface right now? I mean, what, what Andy and, and, uh, uh, and Marty have said, I mean, is, is absolutely true. Um, grass court tennis, when we were playing, uh, compared to now, it's just like night and day. I mean, when I was playing, there was no question that grass was the fastest, uh, slickest surface that uh, you would ever play throughout the entire year. Um, bounces were extremely low. Um, it was not... You know, uh, I mean, the normal bounce was, was below your knees, uh, on a regular ball. Uh, now the, the ball bounces unbelievably high and the courts are not that fast. Um, and maybe one of the reasons why it's been more and more difficult for, for guys to serve and volley on grass like, uh, like they had done traditionally. Um, I got a taste of this for the first time, uh, playing the uh, Champions event, uh, at Wimbledon. Um, in 2007, uh, and I was, I was shocked how high and the ball bounced and, and how slow it was. I was like, I had to look around and I was like, wait, I'm not Wimbledon, right? <laughs> and, uh, you know, obviously, you know, Wimbledon had, had made an adjustment in their courts. They, they changed the, uh, uh, the surface below, uh, the grass courts in order to make the balls bounce higher. And, uh, and, you know, they were tired, I think, of, uh, People complaining, hey, grass court tennis is really just one, two, three, and that's it. You're done. You know, three balls go over the net and the point's over. So obviously now, um, it's been, it's been good for the game because, you know, baseline players now, I mean, you're, you're seeing some unbelievable rallies now at Wimbledon. And that, that's just testament to, uh, to how much the game has changed and, and this, how much the surface has changed and, uh, you know, how much easier it is to track down balls on grass. Um, so, you know, now you take somebody who, 
who was a baseline player and, and, you know, they would never necessarily be the favorites to win at Wimbledon. Now, you know, you look at how many baseline players versus how many certain volleyers are, are favorites to, uh, to do well. So, um, you know, the, the surface has changed, uh, dramatically and, um, you know, obviously big servers will still have a certain advantage, but, uh, to serve and volley and chip and charge and, and come in on shots that, uh, you, normally would be able to get away with back in my day, you can't get away with now. Um, you know, if you come in on mediocre balls, you're going to get passed. So uh, it is a very different game on grass now than it was, uh, you know, 10 years ago. And do you think that that is more because of the, the, the surface changes, the actual changes to the turf that the All England Club has, has instituted? Or do you think that a lot of it is also that guys are just hitting with massive topspin now, um, you know, the things that, that people can do with the balls, with the rackets and the strings, um, it's just creating significantly more kick uh, than it would have, you know, a decade ago. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not really having to do too much with the spin because, okay. um, you know, generally speaking, the guys know that uh, top spin balls sit on grass anyways. So, you know, generally speaking, the guys are hitting a little bit flatter. They are using the slice a little bit more. Um, the difference is that, when a guy hits a slice on on a grass court now, I mean it's it's at your knees. But when a guy was hitting a slice ball back when I was playing, I mean it was down by your ankles. <laughs> so, yeah. You know it's a it's a big difference now. Um, so they they realize what shots still kind of go through the grass court. Um, they know that the topspin balls will sit. Um, but even now, because the ball is kicking a lot higher than what it normally is, if you're hitting a very a very uh, heavy topspin ball, uh, it can be very effective on grass. Um, you know, not so back when, when I was playing. It, it would just kind of sit there and, and you're trying to get the ball above the guy's shoulders and, and you could never do it depending on, you know, no matter how much, you know, how much topspin and how, how high you did it, the ball never bounced above your shoulders. Um, you know, now with the way that the ball, the court is bouncing, you know, you can do that. Um, and, uh, you know, so, um, you know, like I said, I mean, it's, uh, it's a very different uh, grass court tennis than, uh, you know, what we were accustomed to uh, to seeing, um, uh, you know, back in, in, in my day and certainly when, when McEnroe and Borg were, uh, you know, were champions over there. Most definitely. I mean, now, in addition to the surface changes, we now have three weeks between the French Open and Wimbledon. And I'm curious to know, like, do you think that that extra week, is that going to benefit the quote-unquote, pure grass court players to the extent that those exist these days, the ones that really take to the surface really well, giving them an extra week to play? Or actually, will it benefit players who maybe need that extra week to get used to the surface? And actually now, maybe Wimbledon becomes slightly more wide open because you have more players who have extra time to kind of get adjusted to the surface. I mean, I think it's really going to benefit everybody. Um, You know, I think that... uh... You know, I think before, I mean, it was, you know, it was a little bit difficult for, you know, some of these other players that, that were used to playing on clay court, you know, clay court tournaments. I mean, for a while, like, no Spanish player would go to Wimbledon because they didn't want to miss any of the clay court tournaments and they felt like they were going to lose first round. So, so very few actually even went to play. Um, you know, and the ATP has been, been, you know, the players have certainly been fighting for, a little bit of an extra time between majors, um, you know, for quite some time. So it's nice to be able to see that they finally made the adjustment where players do have an extra week. Um, I think it's going to help everybody. 
Um, you know, guys that are certainly done well at the French now get a little bit of extra time to to rest and recuperate and and uh, and you know have sufficient enough time to uh, to get ready for Wimbledon. And uh, you know, I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be a benefit for for everybody in that regard. It just makes the transition that much uh, that much easier and. Um, you know, you just don't feel so rushed like, oh, wow, I just finished the French and now all of a sudden women are here. <laughs> so, you know, it's nice to be able to have a, a little bit of a break and, and um, you know, another another week to uh, to make the, the transition. And speaking of those transitions, I mean, for, for Kay, for example, a player who likes the clay, also obviously great on hard courts. I mean, what is, you know, the biggest challenge for those types of players? He's not the only one there, you know, a slew of players who, who are just like him. What's the biggest challenge, and, and what does he need to do or they need to do to kind of adjust their games to the grass courts? I mean, I think one of the biggest adjustments that have always been um, taking place from clay courts to uh, to grass court is is the footing. Um, I think the the bounce is is uh, is less uh, of an adjustment now because of the way that the courts are are playing. Um, but I think the footing is always different because obviously with the clay. You know, you're having to to slide in order to stop. Uh, you know, you can't you can't do that on uh, on on grass. I mean, you can sometimes slide, but you're not really going to want to do that on a very consistent basis because if you're playing on any court that's just a little bit wet, you're going to slip and you're going to fall. So, you know, guys that are stopping on on grass courts, they're having to take a lot of much smaller steps um, in order to uh, to keep their balance and keep their footing. So that's probably one of the biggest transitions that uh, guys are going to have to make. Um, you know, balls sometimes will, will tend to play a little bit heavier. Uh, and then obviously, you know, uh, just the overall, you know, bounce and feel of, of, of playing on the grass on, on your body and stuff that does take a little bit of an adjustment. And the mentality, uh, is obviously very different. The, the, the points will be, you know, a little bit shorter. Um, and, uh, the, the tactics and, and strategies will obviously be different. So, you know, all of those things, uh, you know, do do take time to uh, to make adjustments, and and like I said, I think the extra week will will benefit everybody, and and um, you know, uh, preparation wise, going into Wimbledon. So now that you're back in the coaching uh, coaching gig and kind of back on tour with everything, I'm just curious, what are the biggest changes that you you've noticed from whether it's the locker room back when you were there and now? what it's like now or just the game in general? I mean, what, what are the big things that stand out to you in terms of how the, the game has is, is transitioned forward or backwards for that matter? <laughs> um, I mean, I think that there have been some, some significant changes as far as equipment goes. Um, I think the rackets and the strings have, have made a, uh, a pretty big difference in, in the sport of tennis. Um, you know, I think on the men's side now, guys are able to generate pace and spin that uh, that we were not able to generate. I mean, I would think we first saw that when when Andy Roddick came came out on tour and you know mm. was playing with um, playing with his Babolat racket and you know I mean some of the serves that he was hitting was just was just, I'd never seen before. Uh, I'd never seen a ball bounce like that before. So um, you know now obviously it's you know everyone's using all of the new technology and, and even the champions guys. You know, we've all switched to new technology because <laughs> we're like, hey, we can hit all these shots now that we we used to not be able to hit. Um, and some of these guys now are serving bigger than when they were out on tour. So, uh, so that does make it a little bit fun. But um, you know, I think that that's been uh, you know certainly one uh, one adjustment that's that's taken place out on tour. I do think the atmosphere in the locker room 
uh, is a lot friendlier, uh, you know, out on tour. And I think, um, you know, certainly when I was playing, uh, you know, guys were a little bit more to themselves. They were a little bit more focused and was a little bit more like kind of like, hey, you're my competition. Um, so there wasn't a whole lot of uh, chatter between uh, the top guys. But, um, you know, I think nowadays, you know, I see I see a little a lot more a lot more conversation going on, you know, between the top guys. And I think Roger Federer, I think, has had a lot of good influence in that regard. Um, you know, Roger's very friendly, talks to to everybody, uh, very cordial, and um, you know, and I think that that's probably played a a good influence on on the men's tour. And um, yeah, I mean, um, you know, certainly things have have changed, and uh, uh, you know, a lot more physical now, um, but. Um, you know, it's been uh, nice to be able to see a lot of uh, a lot of new faces out there, and uh, and a lot of you know old old faces now, and uh, you know many of them coaching now too. Are there any young faces that that stand out to you since you've been on tour, uh, back on tour? I guess you know, like new names that people need to be kind of taking a little bit more notice of as as we move forward. You know, as I guess the the Roger Federer era is not going to end anytime soon, but it's on the the wane. So. Who are the new names that have impressed you that you've seen on tour? I mean, the guys that have really been, uh, you know, been talked about. I mean, um, you know, it's kind of uh, all within K's, uh, K Nishikori's kind of class. I mean, um, you guys that are all around his the same age as, as K. I mean, K has had a great run, uh, you know, to uh, to the U.S. Open final, losing to to Marin Cilic. Um, Marin's been obviously, you know, continuing to to play, you know, great tennis. Uh, you know, Dimitrov, who got to the semifinals of Wimbledon, uh, Rayonich, who was also a semifinalist at Wimbledon. I mean, these are all guys that are in their mid-20s and, and really making, um, you know, making their mark and, uh, you know, trying to knock on the doors and of, uh, you know, these guys who, uh, who have been at the top for so long. Um, you know, Warinka is, uh, is not that young, but, uh, you know, he's broken through now on a, couple of occasions on two really, really big finals that he's played, probably uh, some of the best tennis of his life against Rafa in Australia a couple of years ago, and then just recently, you know, against Novak in, in the French. I mean, uh, you know, all credit to him for, for playing the way that he did. I mean, he deserved both both championships. So, you know, um, it, it, uh, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be interesting um, to see how the, the rest of the year unfolds. And, Especially during the during the summer, um, you know, with the uh, with the U.S. Open series tournaments and and culminating there at the U.S. Open, um, you know, it's uh, it'll be interesting to see how all of those things take place. And and remember, I mean, last summer, I mean, Kay didn't get a chance to play any of those tournaments leading up to uh, yeah. Well, actually, played a couple of matches in Washington and then um, and then didn't play any of them because of injury. And then all of a sudden, boom, you know, gets to the finals of the U.S. Open. So you never know what can happen. And uh, um, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, talented players that, uh, that are coming up, making their way. And, um, uh, you know, Jack Sox starting to, uh, to play well. And, you know, John Isner is always dangerous. And, um, you know, you got this new young crop of American players, about five to seven teenagers that are starting to make their way. Uh, so American tennis is looking, uh, you know, looking good and, uh, certainly looking a lot brighter than it was, uh, you know, a few years ago. So nowadays, do you catch yourself just, uh, is tennis on all the time at home? Are you scouting everyone, keeping tabs more than maybe you would have been five years ago? I mean, how has your life changed now that, that you're in a coaching role? Um, well, I mean, it, it certainly has changed, uh, you know, quite a bit. I mean, last year, 
I was working with Kay for 25 weeks last year. So, um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, doing all of the, uh, the training weeks, traveling to most of the big, big tournaments and then some selected tournaments, uh, throughout the year. Um, yeah, obviously my, my schedule is, uh, is, uh, quite a bit different. Um, so I'm going to give you an example. I mean, you know, yesterday, um, I'm up at 3 a.m., uh, you know, watching his match <laughs> and, uh, you know, making sure he's trying to do the things that uh, we've been working on and doing them right. Um, so, you know, just with the time change and stuff between here in California and Germany. So, you know, um, this is something that, uh, you know, I mean, it, we work together as a team and, uh, you know, certainly I try my, my best effort in, in every way that I know how to, uh, you know, try to make him the best tennis player that he can be. And then also, you know, continuing to, to help, uh, help him mature as a person as well, because, you know, we all know that, you know, champions aren't, it's not just about playing great tennis, but, uh, you know, once your ranking gets to a certain point, I mean, there's a lot of other things that, that vie for your time, a lot more commitments, a lot more, you know, people asking for your time. And, and, um, you know, it's not just about, okay, what time are we practicing tomorrow? There's a lot of other things that need to be balanced and a lot of other pressures coming from, you know, different areas as well. And, uh, expectations all of a sudden need to be managed. So, you know, there's a lot of more things now than, uh, than people realize, um, in order to go out there and, and to do well to win the big championships and, uh, and to be one of the best players in the world. Um, you know, you sometimes wish it was just the tennis, but, uh, uh, but there's a lot more to it than that. So, um, you know, it's nice to, to be a part of, uh, of what Kay's been going through and, uh, to have been through all of those things. And so, you know, to be able to share with him some of my experiences is, uh, hopefully cut down the learning curve a little for him. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for, for taking the time, Michael. I appreciate it. Um, and, uh, good luck obviously with over the next coming weeks with the, your early delivery, maybe. <laughs> um, uh, and I guess we'll see you back on, uh, on the hard courts for the Emirates series. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, great. I'm hoping, I'm not sure when I'm going to get back out there, uh, during the summer, but, um, you know, like I said, I mean, this, uh, Emirates U.S. Open series is going to be a great series and, uh, you know, people are looking out to, to go out and, and, you know, buy all their tickets for all of these great events leading, culminating with, uh, with a great U.S. Open. So, uh, you know, hopefully Kate can go one better than last year. Sounds good. All right. Best of luck to you. Great. Thank you so much. That was Michael Chang speaking to us ahead of Wimbledon and this summer's Emirates U.S. Open Series. Follow SI underscore tennis for all of your tennis needs over the upcoming slam season. And you can also subscribe to us on iTunes uh, and get our episodes uh, immediately into your inbox. So thanks for listening and we'll talk to you next time.